Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It is your favorite podcaster, Mark Atreya, with your favorite podcast, Making the Cut. As always, you know where you can find me. Those of you who are new, I'm going to explain it to you right now. My link is going to be on my Facebook. You can find it there. You can click on it right there, and it'll take you to a place to listen to. Or you can go wherever you get your podcast. Literally anywhere that you get your podcast, I'm on it. But especially the Anchor app, anchor.fm, and even Spotify. And you know, I always say it too, on Spotify, You, if you click to follow me there, if you click that little button that says follow, it's going to let you, it's going to alert you when my next episodes are up. So go ahead and do that. If you're not following me yet, go ahead and do that now. Pause it, come back, and do it. And then we'll see you in just a moment. Yes, I know it's been a little while since you've heard from me. Those of you who are checking in on me to see if I was okay, see if I've given up podcasts or anything like that, Thanks, thanks a bunch. Thanks for letting me know that you're watching and listening. Uh, watching for my next episodes to come up and listening to me. I appreciate it greatly. Uh, I can't explain to you how much it means to me that y'all were checking on me on there. But I am back. And But the reason why I uh, had to take some time off, it was just two weeks. I, I know. I know. Two weeks is a long time without your favorite podcast. I understand. But I had to take two weeks off because, you know, it was... Independence Day, 4th of July weekend, and it fell on the weekend. You're going to go watch the fireworks show with the kids, etc. Uh, and so you take time off for that. And, of course, we hit up three parties, and I'm still exhausted for that. But then this past weekend, my son had another baseball tournament, and we were there uh, the whole time. And by the time it was over with, went in the rings. The weather went crazy afterwards, and I was woe out. Woe completely out. Still a little tired from that, too. So this past two weekends have me pretty tired as it is. But... I don't want to bore you with all of that nonsense. What I do want to talk to you about is what the, the, the title says is another another doubleheader. That's right. The last episode was Sunday doubleheader. This one is another doubleheader. Because I got two topics, two main topics that I'm going to talk about today on on this Sports Sunday. And uh, I, I hope you enjoy it. Those of you listening, you know how I'm going to do it. I'm going to break things down for you too. Give you my spin on it. I'm going to give you my opinions on it, my take on it. I, I Nine times out of ten, I'm going to give you more than feelings. I'm going to give you facts, so I'm going to give you stats on things as well. The majority of the time. It might be that 1% of the time, or the 1 out of 10, which really is 10%, that I may just give you my feelings on instead of the actual facts. But it's typically still going to be centered around the facts. But anyway, I'm rambling, I'm rambling. So, But before I jump off into today's, today's episode... There are some major things going on in sports right now. This is an actual fun time in, in summer sports. Like you typically have the lull, especially if you're a football fan, college football, pro football, and if any any of it. It's of course you have the you just had the uh, the playoffs. It could be over now for the USFL. I don't know what happened to the XFL. If that fell through, it's been really hard to keep up with all that. But right now, as we're speaking, the MLB draft is happening. And then this week also is the MLB All-Star Game, which to me is more fun than even the World Series to watch uh, because, you know, it's the All-Stars. You can see them all there. And the Home Run Derby, which really is the most fun. I mean, used to be the dunk contest and Home Run Derby were the best too, but Home Run Derby is far and above, uh, even when it was the slow ones, to me, more fun to watch than than any other. You know, the, listen, the Pro Bowl is just named there. If they would bring back the quarterback competition that they used to do back in the day, yes, that would be great. But the Home Run Derby is so much fun for me to watch. Uh, the way that they've changed it to make it go faster, that's fun as well. 
but yeah, especially for those of us who have to go to go to bed and wake up and go to work the next day and want to be able to see the end of it without having to wake up and watch Sports Center the next morning. But it's still a fun time, exciting time for me. I will say this one thing about uh, the All Star Game and uh, how votes go and all that all that stuff, man. It, 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 I mean, you see it in the NBA, you see it in, in the NFL. You see it in baseball. You see it in MLB. Uh, people making it on popularity alone. And the reason why I say that, those of you who know me closely know that I'm a big Braves fan. I, I love some other teams as well because I love the sport of baseball just like I do football. Uh, but my team is the Braves. Not just because they won the World Series this past year, but I grew up watching the Braves more than anybody else. You know, I had some affinity for the Cubs and for the Red Sox, the, the White Sox, uh, the Oakland A's. But the Braves have been my team since I was little. It, it, honestly, when they were playing on TBS all the time, they were my team. But, uh, so just to let you know, I'm not jumping on the bandwagon. Uh, and those who know me f- with with baseball can, can vouch for me on that. But saying that, just to let you know that I'm not a homer on this, Acuna was voted to the All-Star Game. Now, I will say this really quickly because I want to get off on to today's show, but... Uh, Acuna, I love him, an amazing rising star who's already a star, uh, pretty much a superstar in many ways. Doesn't He really doesn't deserve to be in the All-Star game this year. And the reason why I say that is because uh, he's he got injured shortly or sometime right after the All-Star game last year. I forgot exactly when it was uh, or even right before, but he was out the rest of the season. So he didn't play even through the playoffs in the World Series. And he hadn't played hardly much this season, really, comparatively, probably about half of the time. When he came back, he was hot right off the bat, and then he hadn't really done much since then. So it just shows that he's going off his popularity as opposed to what would normally put somebody into an all-star game situation, which would be their production. And so just to let you know, like you see it all the time. That's my only gripe with it, and I can gripe with it because I'm even talking about my own team here, the team that I follow, the team that I, I love. So, Another thing happened this week is the SEC Media Days. That is huge. Uh, the Big 12 Media Days was this past week. There's there's some talk that I'm going to be talking about in a minute on, on the doubleheader. But uh, the, big, the SEC uh, Media Days, it's always big. It's always been the biggest of the Media Days, and, and you can understand why because it is SEC. Uh, but I, I was just checking to see what the schedule was because, you know, is, are there going to be fireworks there because of the Saban and uh, Jimbo situation? But I made sure and looked at it. They made sure that they put them days apart. Uh, I think it's two, three days apart from one another, two days apart from one another. So they they most likely won't even be uh, crossing paths. Uh, but I'm sure there'll be jabs by one of one of them. It, it, the jabs would most likely probably be from Jimbo, but it is what it is. But LSU fans, your brand new head coach for the LSU Fighting Tigers football team, Brian Kelly, will be tomorrow, Monday, the 18th. He will be the first. Should be the first up on media days. So uh, you're probably working, so you'll have to go back and watch it on local news, or or go back and record it, TiVo it, whatever, whatever it may be whatever it's called now, so you can watch it later on if you're really interested in watching it. Uh, I love those types of things because I love everything about the sport of uh, college football, uh, pro football, I, but sports in general. I just love them. So all, all, not just the games in themselves. I love everything about it too. So it, whether it's general manager, 
uh, stuff that goes on. I love all that. Y'all know that I love the NFL draft because it's those different aspects of what other than just what happens on, on, on the field. So that's the reason why I love it. So I'll be watching as much as I can. I'll be at work myself, but I'll be watching as much as I can. But so we're going to go ahead and jump off into this doubleheader, what we're going to be talking about this week. The first one, first game here on the doubleheader that we're going to be talking about, topic, not game. You know what I mean. I just want you to follow with me and play with the word play there. So, But is the conference realignment? I know it's been a couple weeks, but I wanted to make sure that I hit on these two topics uh, that happened while I was out. And I know you wanted to get my take on it. The conference realignment and uh, the whole situation. I mean, now you have... Uh, you know, Texas and Oklahoma, y'all can go back and listen to my 10 minute episode. Uh, I think it was last summer, uh, with them leaving uh, the big 12 to come to the sec. And I was like, no, no, that toxic X that you don't want to let in because Texas is that. And, uh, Oklahoma is not going to be the same now that they've lost. They had Brent Benevels there, uh, as a head coach, which is a lot different. So he's defense coordinator, but anyway, not, not to get off on that, that, shoebox, soapbox, whatever you want to call it. Um, but more news, more conference realignment. Now the Pac-12 is uh, going to be the Pac-10 at least. And uh, where you have their two biggest names that are left, really their two biggest names from, from the beginning of their conference being built up from the Pac-8 to whatever they were even before the Pac-8. Uh, USC and UCLA are moving to the Big Ten, which is, that's another super conference. And I'll talk about that in just a moment, too. But I posed a question to a couple of people. I posed it to Deke and to Colin. And I asked, like, you know, out of those two conferences that are losing their two biggest teams or two marquee teams each uh, that really have started their, their conferences and been the faces of those conferences for so long, uh, even from the beginning, uh, which one of those would fold faster or sooner? And, you know, we, 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 all three of us were talking separately, of course, but, uh, you know, we had differences of opinions on everything. And then it was like, bam, uh, like more is happening. There's a whole lot more happening on there. Like it, it's absolutely crazy. Uh, you have more teams in the pac 12. They're looking at leaving actually pretty much all of them. Cause right now you have, that's going to be leading that conference is Oregon and Utah. That's, I mean, they're the only two that really do anything nationally uh, or top 25 on a consistent basis. Uh, and of course, uh, you got some money over there in Oregon from Nike. They can do it. Uh, Utah is really up and coming. So it, it's, it's, uh, you know, you, you have that, but it, it still leaves out a lot when you take off those two big teams from, from Los Angeles, right? But to, it really looks like the, the Pac-12 is going to fold before long first, even before the Big 12. Uh, and the reason why is because all those other teams, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, uh, I don't even I, I don't remember the rest of them. I think it was like four to six teams from the Pac-12 were looking at making a move to the Pac-12. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, from the Pac-12 to the Big 12, which, man, that builds the Big 12 back up. But what we're really looking at, is a change to the whole landscape of college football. And and I'll try to break it down a little bit to kind of just, you know, look at it and, and, and look into the crystal ball here of what possibly is going to happen there uh, with it and what all the changes. Because, listen, if you're a purist of the game, if you're an elitist is what it's called of, of, the, of the game of college football, uh, you're hating everything that's happening right now. And, listen, 
there's a lot of changes that needed to happen uh, because you need to make it more modern. You needed to get the NCAA to get a hold of themselves because they were just outrageous and ridiculous. Everybody knows that. I know that. Y'all have heard me rant on the NCAA plenty of times and their hypocrisies and their, you know, just let's call it what it is, hypocrisies. Uh, so there was a lot of changes needed to happen. Uh, but what happens there, what has happened is this uh, uh, crazy avalanche of nonsense is happening because what was hap- what was needed to happen with the different changes, whether it was NIL, which I agree with if it would have been done right, conference realignments, yeah, possibly if it's done right and correctly, and uh, even the transfer portal being corrected the right the way that kids don't have to be held out, et cetera, et cetera. All these things were good things, and expansion to the playoff. All these four things were huge things that needed to happen, uh, but and they needed to happen with common sense. But unfortunately, what what happened is kind of like getting a, a, a moron who's leading uh, a, a nation who's just like an idiot. And I'm not trying to go anywhere with it, but you understand what I'm saying. Our, our leader of a team who's a moron, a leader of a business who's an idiot, has absolutely no idea what they're doing. You take this one little good thing that could be uh, from each one of these things that needed to change. And you blow it all up, and everything's just stupid. Everything's just insane, and and it's causing things to never. It, listen, I liken this to because they're looking at doing. Let's be honest, they're looking at doing two super conferences, the SEC and the Big Big Ten, um, which is going to be outrageous because you're you're, you're not going to be you're going to have what like forty or fifty teams in there total. So you basically twenty five teams. Let's just estimate twenty five teams per conference in those two super conferences. You still have over that. It still gives you. I mean, because in in the FBS, the Bowls Championship Series or Division One, whatever you want to call them nowadays, there's over 120 teams. That's right. Actually, 130 teams. Uh, actually, it's even more than that because you keep adding them. But uh, for all the bowls, etc. And then outside of that, you have FCS. You have a ton of teams as well. So you have so many college football teams. What you're going to have is the only one that's going to be possibly you you'll have your amateur football uh it's going to be like the rest of the teams that don't make it to these two power conferences right these two super conferences i'm sorry and the two super conferences are going to ones going to be the ones with all the media rights with the big money they're going to take up all the big money and they're going to be able to pay all these kids with the nil and they're going to find ways to get loopholes just like they like a&m just did with all the loopholes uh that but which they're going to pay for by the way um it, to be able to get all of the, the big-time players in that conference, and they're not, not going to go anywhere else. And it's going to be a situation where all these schools are going to kind of hoard them like uh, Bear Bryant used to do at Alabama when there was no uh, scholarship you know, caps for, for, for players on the team. So uh, the, the, you, you see this whole, like, the whole landscape of college football changing and, 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 and not in the necessarily the good way because they're – were some necessary changes that needed to happen. Those are all the areas that needed to change. And most people can say that, especially to make it modern, to make it make sense. Uh, but what happens is we just take those couple of areas and we go insane with them, right? right? Like, this is absolutely stupid. And so for a lot of people, even myself, who I absolutely love college football. I love the pageantry. I love everything about college football. If you take me to a Tiger, to Tiger Stadium, to Death Valley to watch an LSU game and man when when you got it, especially if it's an SEC game you have all those people you have 
you know, over 100,000, 102,000 people in this in the stands. You have oh, that many outside, still outside tailgating, watching on the TV. The roars, all of it, like like Roman Coliseum type stuff uh, for the gladiators. It's 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 an atmosphere that's unmatched anywhere else. And even b- out before that, in the tailgating, in, in, in different areas, and, you know, college football is just as beautiful. And then, of course, you've heard other people say there's nothing like Friday Night Lights uh, of high school football. That this is this is true too. The reason why I said that part there too is because if you live in Louisiana, I know my uh, my podcast goes all over the place, other nations and other states, etc. But if if you live in Louisiana, I don't know how other high school sports have done. Uh, I guess it may have been about ten years ago. They made the change from going from we had just five divisions. We had single A, double A. I'm sorry, one A, two A, three A, four A, five A. That's all we had. Uh, and of course, you had some bigger schools that uh, were private schools, and they were obviously cheating to get their players, etc. Uh, and if somebody wants to try to call me out on that, you're you're either misinformed or an absolute will, willful blind liar. So let's just be let's be honest. We know what happened. Everybody knows what happened. Just same thing. Everybody knew the cheating was going on in college football beforehand. Okay, so save that argument for somebody else who you know maybe gullible okay so on that note there was the change in lsu lsu louisiana high school sports and and, and it was ridiculous it was got it come to a point where like because i used to keep up with louisiana sports i loved it uh, because we, you know we were pumping out kids left and right to college and pro sports and it was something that you were proud of and it, this is our state and this is all the great things that's happening coming from this the poor state you know the, uh, a little bit less poor than mississippi that's about it right and then they go and change it. I think it's select and non-select or some kind of nonsense like that. It's, and it's unreal. Or Catholics against the convicts. Whatever you want to call it, you just make all these different things. And you got championships for this team and the championships for this, championships for this. You get a trophy. Everybody gets a trophy. They get a trophy. The big guys here get their, they get the real trophy. It's, it's insane. It's like mass chaos. And nobody can keep up with it except for the three people that are up there trying to play with the uh, – the puppet strings up there, right? So it's it's madness. I can't stand it. it. It infuriates me trying to keep up with it. But now, I have a fear, and I don't want to be a doomsday prepper or whatever you want to call it. I have a feeling that is the way that college football is headed. I see these two power conferences, super conferences, as we keep calling them, uh, getting away completely from the NCAA. Y'all have heard me say that before, that uh, the SEC absolutely can get away uh, from the NCAA and not be governed by them because they can govern themselves. Uh, and so you, you can see all that. You can see that happening. And it changes a lot uh, the landscape of college football completely. If you want to see true amateurism, uh, I, I messed it up on purpose. It's all good. No, I did. Uh, you could you could be able to watch the other teams that are playing college football because this is going to be like semi-pro because these are player, players are getting paid. They're getting TV contracts. They're getting NIL contracts. They're getting money that you know that that they were getting the old school way beforehand too let's be honest and and you're going to have that situation because this is going to be college football and you can see that five to ten years from down down the road from now and i maybe they come to common sense at that point and have a real playoff system there too i have no idea uh who knows everything else the common sense goes out the door when it comes to these guys who are making decisions but who knows so i don't want to i you know i kind of rambled on that a lot but i you know that was my take on all the cha- the changes in college football uh, my, my friend chuck oliver who is mr college football himself said the same thing and i'm saying it's like man this is something completely different uh, if you don't know who chuck oliver is you need to search him 
Mr. College Football, knows his stuff, somebody that you want to follow and listen to. Uh, I love the guy. I love listening to him. Down to earth, too. So, moving on to the second game here, number two on the doubleheader. I won't take as long in this one, but... Uh, well, before I do that, well, before I do that, you know I got to rip on, on Jimbo, you know, because I can't stay, stay in Jimbo. In this time that since the last time you heard from me, you heard me so many times before that ripping Jimbo Fisher for his his boosters, exposing him, and then him still coming out and lying about it, saying that, hey, we never cheated. We weren't giving these kids money. What are you talking about? Even he, though he said it himself, and then he come back, backtrack, said, no, that's not what we're doing. We never did that. right? So a bold-faced lion, right? Bold, absolute bold-faced lion while he's trying to attack and poke the bear of Saban over there. And uh, I think it's absolutely hilarious. But the hilarious part that happened since then, since the last time you heard from me, was that he got exposed even more. Absolutely hilarious. One of his recruiting guys brings the guys. There's video of it, too. Not just hearsay. Not just hearsay, Jimbo. You've been exposed, buddy. And not in a good way. One of his recruiters is bringing recruits there, and then goes and tells them, points up at the up the stands where the boosters are, says, "These are all the people that's going to be giving you money to play here." What? 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 Listen, I know you have heard me say it before. That we live in an era right now that somebody could walk up to you, slap you in the face, and then they say they not they didn't do it. Like, there's video of them slapping you in the face. Everybody saw it. There's a crowd of people, and they're going to slap you in the face. And then they say, I didn't do it. What are you talking about? You're crazy. You're insane. That is what this is. This absolute, just insanity. Like, you're exposed to the absolute T, like to the absolute fullest, and yet you're still going to deny it. I'm still waiting on this. I I, I want to watch Jimbo on SEC media, media Days. I want to see if he's still going to try to deflect it to Saban and say Saban is one... T- Etc. I want to watch that even more than I want to watch Brian Kelly and LSU. I swear to you, I do. It's going to be exciting for me. So, you know, I wanted to rip on it. You know, I got to rip on Jimbo because I can't stand that line, dude. Yeah, I can't. Oh. Anyway, uh, but, you know, the, any publicity is good publicity, right? Yeah, that's, that's what they say. So, number two, something else that happened since the last time you talked to me, since the last time I talked to you, etc. You know, whatever it's called. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield got traded from the Cleveland Browns, and uh, I, 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 this has got so many aspects to it. Before I say that, before I talk about that part, so you've heard me say that before. Actually, the last one was about Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns and how they just Browns this up to the fullest because they got a guy who's going to be suspended for the full year at the at the least, uh, and your backup quarter, your quarterbacks are going to be Jacoby Brissett and Joshua Dobbs. Yes. The uh, the quarterback from Tennessee from ten years ago, right? Not not really that long, but you understand what I'm saying. Uh, who's been the backup to the backup to the backup up there in Pittsburgh? That's that's your two quarterbacks on the roster right now, right? Not only that, one of the things that everybody in the NFL's got to be really upset with the Browns right now because what you set for for on the salary cap and etc. This new precedent, like everybody was upset with the Saints when they finally gave in and gave Jimmy Graham all that money, like because it set this new precedent of what people could. It sets the new market for what people are going to get paid at that position, right? It's, it's because before then they weren't getting paid ten million dollars a year to be a tight end. It just wasn't happening, right? So everybody was kind of upset that they kind of bumped it up there and kind of ruined the whole situation for everybody else. But now that you set this precedent to give a quarterback 
the highest paid contract ever. Not only the highest paid, but the guaranteed money. Man, you just set a precedent. Like, I, I know, and you can backtrack a little bit because really Minnesota did this with Kirk Cousins given the, the fully guaranteed contract was the insane and stupidity uh, for a guy that's, anyway, $84 million guaranteed for a guy that's never done anything anyway. Jeez, uh, man. Uh, but you've done this for Deshaun Watson. And, it, it come on, man. Seriously, you browns this up to the fullest way that you can browns it up. Like, insane. All right, so trying to get myself back on, on track here, laughing at the Browns, okay, because it's, the rest of it's going to be absolute layers because I have to call out the Saints for a second, okay, uh, in just a moment. Uh, man, man, you Browns this up. Like, so you got to go. Anyway, 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 I'm just going to keep going. But they traded Baker away, which is the first guy to get them to the playoffs in, what, 20 years? And the first guy to have him on a, a consistent, decent winning record in over 30 to 40 years. Uh, and he'd done it with three different head coaches and four different offensive coordinators, uh, you know, in, in his four years there. Uh, so he overcame every situation that you gave him, still did it, played injured, etc. cetera. Um, but you want to get rid of him for the guy that's probably not going to play this whole year, maybe even longer, uh, and give him fully guaranteed money. Anyway, but not only did you trade him for only, 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 a fifth round pick. You're going to pay half his contract. Yes, that's right. You're going to pay half of his contract for him to play most likely against you and beat you the first game of the week uh, of the year. That's absolutely insane. That is the most Browns thing that you can do. Uh, it, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of speechless on that part, right? It, absolute stupidity. Just stupid. Okay. So you, you're going, <laughs> never mind. I'm not even going to go that now analogy. Because I wanted to talk about this part. So, the Saints were in the talks to get Deshaun Watson, right? And they thank God that he didn't. Because it, it, it insanity that you would have had to give him up to be able to get him in the contract, etc., etc. To be able to get him. For a guy that's not going to play for a year at least. You could have gotten Baker. Let, let, let me reiterate this. You could have gotten Baker Mayfield. For a fifth round pick and for the Browns to pay for half of his contract. Oh, what? And that means and he's still on the same contract on his fifth year. So you don't even have to pay him play you don't you don't have to keep him next year if you don't if he doesn't work out, right? What greater bargain could you have happened to have for somebody who's a franchise quarterback for their for their franchise? Matter of fact, their best franchise quarterback that they've had in 40 years. But you wanted to keep, you wanted to spin the carousel on, on, on Deshaun Watson. Uh, all for you to keep Jameis Winston, crab legs, Mr. 30 for 30 himself. 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions for those of you who don't know. Let me tell you this, Saints fans who are Jameis Winston apologists. I've said this many times. I need you to wake up. I need you to stop drinking the Kool-Aid and stop smoking the bad stuff, bro. You need to start waking up and realize what you have at quarterback. I pray and I hope that James Winston has a good season and proves me wrong in some kind of way. But last year, he proved me right. Oh, he had a winning record. Me and Colin were talking about this. They came up with some crazy stats, man. They're like, they, this is the way they do it. They want to spin it. 
They want to spin it so they can just prove their point. Well, he had a winning record of five and two, and his interceptions in this wasn't up as high. Well, yeah, they wouldn't let him throw the ball down the field. He only averaged 186 yards a game, man. That's pathetic for a starting quarterback, man. Teddy Bridgewater, as his time in quarterback, averaged more than that. Taysom Wilson almost uh, – Taysom Wilson. Taysom uh, Hill almost had that many uh, yards himself. That's pitiful, dude. It's pitiful for a starting quarterback for your team. In the NFL, man, that's that's not good, especially for, uh, you, you know – what what you're expecting to be you're you're in win now mode uh and you have you brought in great receivers and whatnot you could have had better with baker than what you had what 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 are you what are you talking about it the proof is in the pudding man what has what has Jameis done he was there in tampa they fell off with the head coach that was there when he was there when he first started understandably so Young quarterback had to, you know, get his get his lumps. Um, then you bring in Bruce Arian, you know, and he still fails. And he he's actually gotten progressively worse his whole career. I know he gets some big stats, like like you know we make the spin that hit was his biggest his best statistical year ever his last year in Tampa Bay. Yeah. He threw the ball because they were behind a lot because he threw thirty flipping interceptions and led the league. And pick sixes. He was like Jared Lee at LSU. And and their win loss record was horrible, man. They didn't even they were like five and five and nine. It was horrible, dude. It was too busy eating W's off his fingers. Then them be a good quarterback. Picking fights with people like Marshawn Lattimore when he's on the sideline because he threw an interception to it. It's stupid. It's not a good quarterback, dude. I'm sorry, it's not. He's not a good quarterback. I know there's a lot of people that don't want to taste him there, but He's not a good quarterback. When you can, in contrast, I'm not saying that uh, Baker is a great quarterback, but when you see what the dude was able to do up in Cleveland, not making any excuses, even though everybody was down on him all the time because he had so many weapons, air quotes there, what he was able to do there for a franchise that was so bottom dweller, and they're showing you why right now, was insane, dude. I'd take that in a heartbeat over Jameis. In a heartbeat, bro. And if you if you say you wouldn't, then either you don't know football or you're just blind or you're trying so hard to believe in Jameis, dude. I, I understand you had the Green Bay game last season. But then you had every game after that. Which you had Jameis Winston, which you knew what you had in Jameis Winston. If you ever paid attention to football, if you ever watched, you knew what you had. One of the games he threw throws a 76-yard touchdown. The next drive, he fumbles the ball. The next drive, he throws an interception. That is Jameis Winston. That is what you have. That's your quarterback. The anomaly, the miracle, is what happened in in Green Bay. And you have that maybe once a season. True story. Go watch his career, bud. Go watch his career, and you won't be a a Jameis Winston apologist anymore. I hope it's like glass shattering and you understand you see it. Okay? I hope somehow he turns a big turn this season. But you also have to understand he doesn't have Sean Payton, one of the greatest offensive minds ever in pro football in the NFL. He has a defensive-minded coach. And his offensive coordinator is a guy who failed with Drew Brees the suspension year of Sean Payton. I just want to remind you that. But some of the people are, you know, that the Baker's going over to Carolina. He's going to be there with Sam Darnold. Both of those guys are drafted the same year. 
Uh, a lot of people were so high on uh, Sam Darnold. Let me let you know, Sam Darnold is Jameis Winston. He really is. Whether it's college or pros, he's Jameis Winston. If you want to know why I'm so down on Jameis Winston, go watch film, go watch games, go look at the career of Sam Darnold. That's exactly who it is. And there's no comparison between those two. Baker Mayfield should be the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers week one throughout the regular season because Sam Darnold is no, not even a good backup. Dude. He's just not. And they, they need to go ahead and cut him and let Matt Corral uh, learn how to become a pro uh, in the NFL as well. It's just as simple as that. So that's my two takes. That's my doubleheader. I, some of you may disagree with me. But that's okay. I was going to start throwing out movie quotes somewhere in between there and see if you catch it, the movie quotes. And I might start might do that next week. And you can message me on the side and see if you can you know, name what movie it is or if you even caught the movie quote because you didn't know the movie quote, then you didn't know the movie quote. So, uh, But I, I'm probably going to start that next week just to see if you're paying attention to that part. But, and again, you know I don't like to go to a full 30 minutes or even longer, but I did this week because it's been two weeks. I want to hit up on that. Hopefully we'll come back next week and we'll be talking about what happened at SEC Media Days. It would be great if Jimbo and uh, Saban got into like an MTV celebrity deathmatch situation, but we know it's not going to happen. They kept them separated for a reason, uh, just so that the words could get thrown and nothing else. It is what it is, but it's going to be good TV. And so I'll be watching the Home Run Derby tomorrow night. I'll be watching uh, the All-Star Game Tuesday night. Uh, you know, if you're a sports fan, go watch this too. But, hey, keep a, a good watch out be you know if you're on spotify i said it at the beginning of the show it's spotify it's going to let you know when my next episode is there if you go and follow me so again thank you all again this is mark with your favorite podcast making a cut see y'all next time